Welcome to the Vintage Talk Show. Coming today with the topic, why do you thrift? What got you into it? And where are you currently in your thrifting adventures? So I'm going to let my boy Mosquito Head start us off. We may have some guest speakers today if they're willing to talk. So we'll see. Okay, well, I got into it. I got into it um, because we were poor and we just got hand-me-downs as kids or we, uh, and that's really how we got our clothes. We, we either got hand-me-downs from either cousins or something or we went to thrift. So that's pretty much why I started. And originally it was just us kids playing in the toys that were all drooled on and just nasty. And we just go crazy over there. And, uh, that's how it started, but then I met some friends in uh, about 96, 97, and they also thrifted, but they were into really cool older tees like Mario Brothers, uh, Missile Command, just crazy stuff that back then they were finding no problem, because like I said, it was 96, 97. Thrift stores back then were different than now. They were finding these probably when they'd just go, they'd just pick them up and they'd wear them and I thought they were really cool. At the time, I was just wearing Umbro and whatever else we thrifted. But, uh, so I kind of thought those were neat. And, uh, started kind of getting into the vintage tees from them. But I still wasn't thrifting, like, a lot. I'd just go, like, when our mom could bring us and then, you know, maybe be looking for those a little bit more. But, uh, that was kind of like the origins, and then it's like, as I became a teenager is when I was like, able to go with the older brother who actually had his license, and we could actually go to thrift stores house and go find different stuff, and even then I wasn't going very often, but uh, that was back when you, it didn't really matter, nobody was wanting that stuff anyway, so it would just sit on the shelves, but, uh, and, you know, I never, of course, got into resale until recently. I was just mostly just keeping stuff in a closet, wearing it, or just keeping it away. And um, literally in the last, what, six months, I finally decided to start selling some stuff. And I'm still a little uh, apprehensive about it. I I mean, it's kind of sad to see some stuff go. And uh, sometimes I hate selling stuff, but I've got enough built up now where it's just kind of like a hoard and it's a mess. And I've got room to clean it out a little bit, so I've kind of started doing that a little bit more. So, yeah, that's kind of my history of it in a nutshell. Okay. What about you, uh, Pooch over here, little shit zoo? My same thing. Um, grew up, single mother. Father went to prison selling dope back in the okay. war on drugs era, which is kind of crazy because now... The Reagan era or the... Yeah, three strikes, you're out. Now drugs are... Well, he sold marijuana, which is now legal in some states. Okay. For recreation and others for medicinal. So as a single mother with two kids growing up in the early 90s, um, we would go to thrift stores. I actually remember... It's crazy what you can remember, but I remember her buying me these pair of L.L. Bean hiking boots. He had this like little triangle reflection in the back. I used to wear them all the time. And uh, I remember her buying them for me, and I was just really excited about them. Buy like blue jeans, just t-shirts, whatnot. Now, I didn't buy many things there as a 
teenager because we moved and then um, I didn't have access to go. So what were you wearing in high school? What was your get Um Me in high school, I didn't wear vintage at all. It was more like just Abercrombie Hollister, things like that, Ralph Lauren stuff. And that's kind of what got me back into it was when I went to college, I actually had time to go to thrift stores again. Um, so we saw a little bit of money come in when I was kind of in high school. I got a job. That's what helped me. I got a job that helped me buy stuff. So as far as like me going all the way back to that I thrift through high school and teenage years, no. But I also didn't live in a big city. It took me 30 minutes to get to the closest thrift store. So I didn't make that a destination. But once I got to college, um, I just started going again because I had time to kill. And that's when I started getting back into buying these things that I wanted that I couldn't afford when I was a kid. And uh, so that's kind of where I guess I got to where I am now. Started reselling more because what I actually how I got into the resale was I was buying polo shirts and taking the Plato's closet and flipping them. And then I was like, well, why do that? Why do what was that overhead on there? I'm like, you know, well, at the time, those shirts were a dollar to two dollars a piece, like a, a button up. Like you could yeah. spend money. You could take it to, well, so what I would do is I would just take enough to trade up to buy something else at Plato's closet that I wanted. It's kind of how I got into it. And then I started, as I was going, seeing more and more of these vintage items that I was like, you know, hey, maybe, you know, I, I like that. I like that. Like that, remember that Bo Jackson shirt I gave you? The purple one from the um, 30 for 30, you know, seeing stuff like that. Like, I need to pick that up, you know, or um, that Simpson shirt that I got. remember finding that. Like, you know, certain things like that. I started getting more and more into the things I could never purchase. That's so when did you get into, like, vintage things? Because I know you were on the polo, and you are doing that pretty big. And I, was on, that. I was living the polo for a couple of years, and then I guess about two years into my college, I started getting more into the vintage stuff. And what got you into the vintage? Um, I guess just starting to learn more about it, hanging out with different people. You helped me kind of broaden my horizons and stuff like that. And so I kind of got into it more then. So I would consider you more of an influence in my career than, than as far as now than, than then. Because I had a different kind of wave. I was more into, like, oh, I found this polo bear shirt. I was calling mm-hmm. that that aspect. Yeah, I remember. used to be real... He's been real big in the polo. Yeah, that was one. Fact, of, you kind of got me into polo a little bit. That was because I was strictly on vintage tees. I didn't really care for polo. Yeah, and I got a little bit of seeing that, but then I was kind of getting. Well, that's still your bread. Like, anytime we ever go together, you're always going to the tees first. And I like more. I like jackets more. I, no, I, I like jackets too. I just. But you like tees more than like, honestly. I think I'd rather have like, really good tee than a, yeah. You know. And me, you know. I like to have. I can have five hundred jackets. I just like jackets more than tees and. So I always know that you're going to go right to the largest XLs first. But Well, if you're with me, if you're not with me, i got a small one up. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, the competitive nature is tough. That's, which might be why you hit the jackets. You know you can get through that pretty quick, and then you're right to the tees and yeah. picking up. Well, that and that actually brings a good concept up because see, you thrifting with brothers and stuff and friends for longer, you've had more um, – ups and downs of getting something someone finding something over you for me i was more of a lone wolf for a while so i would just go by myself and thrift and i kind of got accustomed to when i went that i was going to get everything but yeah then 
lower economic status. I actually remember people um, kind of like, you go to thrift stores? That's disgusting. Ew. Like, I would, oh, yeah, never, shop, I would never shop at a thrift store. I'm too good for that. Yeah, we definitely got plenty of that. Yeah. Prices being better. Quarter tees. No shirt was over 99 cents. Like, as far as a t-shirt. NESs on the shelves and piles, especially oh, Genesis. Yeah. Genesis were literally in piles, and NESs you'd see like I could, every time. I would turn down buying a Super Nintendo just because there see, was one every week. See, my brother didn't. That's why he's got a wall of Super Nintendos, a wall of Sega Genesis. He would just pick them up, and uh, he knew he eventually could sell them down the road, I guess. So, a little mm -hmm. forward thinking there. Yeah, he was, yeah, I was just seeing a bunch of BS plastic on the shelves. So when you go, do you try to buy things that, when you started, were you trying to buy things you were interested in but couldn't afford, or were you just trying to buy anything that you thought was interesting? Yeah, I buy, uh, not necessarily stuff that I was interested in but couldn't afford back in the day, because <laughs> me being born, like, early 89, it's like, a lot of the stuff I'm into is 80s, early 90s, so I was kind of young anyway, but, uh, and I buy stuff that it's like, yeah, I don't know, I just like to print, really. I was going to say, yeah, it brings back some kind of nostalgic feeling with, like, saying a vintage, like, Ren and Stampy or something. It's like, yeah, I love that show, and I did. But it's like, that's not the only shirts I'm into. I'm into really anything that's older. It used to just be 80s, and, you know, I don't know. I was, I'd say about five years ago, I started getting more into the 90s stuff. And honestly, some of the better all-over prints are either late 80s or early 90s. When that was really hitting hard, but yeah, I would say I got into it for just the fact that when you wear that shirt around, nobody else is gonna have it. It's not like you can go get that in a store and it's oh yeah, I got that shirt. It's kind of more original. The prints are always gonna be cool. The fit's gonna be good. The the material usually the fifty fifty is what you're gonna get, and it's very soft, very uh, stable too. It doesn't like get a weird uh, bacon neck on it. It doesn't get weird. Like that uh, wrestling when you were just having a restretch, it doesn't get like that. That's all cotton related. So I kind of like that about them. So it's just, those are kind of the reasons. I was, and of course, you know, the Stone Boys rocking some really cool uh, video game shirts I was into. And I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty neat. But uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't for like stuff I couldn't afford. Okay. Yeah, mine was more like I wanted to have the. I thought I had an appearance. I just wanted to have the brands that I knew I couldn't afford. And I remember going to thrift stores and finding them for way, I mean, I don't even know what the percentage would be less than retail and then be able to purchase them. So for me, it was more of, I want that brand, but I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, then I, and then as I started to mature in my, I guess, different things, like listening to different music. For example, I never watched Ren and Stimpy growing up. I had to buy the DVDs and watch them and then, you know, decide as an adult that I enjoy that. So for me, buying a Ren and Stimpy shirt would be more of a new thing. But some shirts that I own, it's like, oh, that's nostalgic. Like Star Wars Episode One shirt, mm -hmm. that's something I grew up watching. That's the best Star Wars movie, in my opinion, because that's the first one I watched. A lot of people give me crap about that, but you don't. But <coughs> in general, so... So sometimes I don't really care too much about certain vintage items. I guess why it's easier for me to resell them because I didn't, I didn't do that or I wasn't into that. Mm -hmm. Like Umbro, for example. Do I enjoy wearing Umbro? Yeah, but I didn't play soccer. Yeah. I didn't wear it growing up. Do I remember it being a big thing? Yeah. So.
it's kind of different for me in that aspect. Um, what are things that you currently buy that maybe at the time you didn't, or have you always just bought the same thing? Things I buy now that I didn't were, uh, of course, Polo, Tommy Hilfiger, because I remember back in the 90s when Tommy was out, I honestly, and now I, you know, like it, but I kind of hated it. I don't know if I was really about the whole hype behind it. I thought it was kind of gaudy, but then I, that was like when I was a kid. But now I kind of see the hype behind it. I kind of do like the look of it, the quality of it. So yeah, definitely Tommy Polo or some that I would have never really got into buying before. Do you um, remember when Tommy wasn't anything that anybody bought? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was like huge in the 90s and early 2Ks a little bit, and then it kind of faded until about, what, four years ago, three, four, five yeah. years ago, somewhere around there. I honestly remember not buying a white denim, big logo Tommy script denim jacket from a thrift store, and that it was probably $5.99. I remember not buying because I was like, no one wears Tommy anymore. It's all polo. It's all polo. And then the next thing I know, they have this Tommy Tuesday, hashtag Tommy Tuesday coming out. People are going nuts over it. And I guess that people started getting back on that train of uh, the Tommy train. So I don't think Polo's ever died. I think Polo's always been popular. What about the Air Jordan 1s? You know, I remember at a time when those weren't big. It was the Jordan 3. I remember the Jordan 3 being big. So I, I'm talking like then and now. Like things I thrifted for then. Uh, did I ever thrift for guest shirts? No. Did I ever thrift for champion? No. Did I ever thrift for some of these brands that are popular now? I mean, no, I didn't. But now I do. So what are some things that you see currently that you're like, I used to pass that up, but now I buy it a lot? Um, it's honestly a whole lot. Cause I remember back in the day, I was just in the really only 50-50. I had to be really old. And uh, honestly, I was just really into just like little local crap shirts. Uh, you're talking like, Tur like tourist tees, like you know, I went to this place, I went to that place, or guess, are you talking yeah. like, you know, um, yeah, kind of like okay. that, yeah. Okay. What about like say the a Nirvana? I've seen people selling Nirvana heart shaped box tee for astronomical amounts of money, which I don't, I don't really, I get it, I get the shirt. Do I like Nirvana? Yes, but do I understand? Do I justify paying fifteen hundred dollars for a for a shirt? No. So what are your thoughts on that? Like the American Thunder tees that used to be like a dime a dozen. You'd find them a lot. Um, things like that. You know, like I remember finding American Thunder tees and not always buying them because I'm like, I'll see that one again. And now anytime I buy them, like, uh, for example, an Indian with a peace pipe or something like that, you know, Liquid Blue is a good example. I remember Liquid Blue wasn't really popular. Um, maybe we just didn't know at the time, but... Uh, I'm talking about not the deadhead liquid blue, but I do remember buying that Lithuania in 92 and I did not even know what it was. So was it ignorance or was it just people didn't know about it? Here's this personal story I have of uh, some shirts that I used to be completely out on for some reason. I guess it was my childlike brain. I don't know. This is back when I was probably seven or eight, so mid-90s. And uh, going to a flea market a local flea market and this guy I guess had some kind of a hookup with shirts and they were uh, the giant tags so this is like from mid 90s to 
don't know, early 2000s. This guy was set up over there. And he would have, you know, Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Nirvana, stuff like that. And I remember seeing he always had the tags that were the giant tags. At the time, I didn't know what the heck they were. I just associated those tags with that guy standing outside. Like, oh, whatever this is, is some weird generic bootleg, like made in China shirts that he got the hook up with. Because that's normally what you'd see at uh, flea markets, or at least for me, especially with those like mass production where it's like they're all brand new. It's like when I see brand new over there, I think generic. I'm skeptical. I think those little cardboard boxes that they set up and there's like dollar items in there. That's what I think. So I saw these shirts and I kind of got that vibe from them. My brother, I remember, got you know a handful of them because he was eight years older than me, so he's kind of in his teens and he was into that. And uh, it's probably selling for $15, $20 a tee. But thinking back at it now, I'm like, oh, I love a giant tee. They've got dang good concert shirts from the 90s. So what that guy had was all dead stock, just like hundreds of uh, different 90s bands, all dead stock giant tees. So now I'm kicking myself because I'm like, oh, man, I could have just been scooping all those up. Instead, I was hating on them and thinking they were generic. But little did I know. So it's kind of a then and now change of uh, perspective. Kind of like perception a little bit. Yeah, I've had some of those before. I remember some of the, I guess, the biggest regrets of, okay, what did I not pass, what did I pass up on? I remember going to a thrift store and finding a big flag Tommy puffer jacket. I didn't buy it because it had a stain on the inside of the armpit, on the white part. It looked like maybe a, um, a like wash. Like interior armpit no, or exterior but underneath the armpit? Exterior in the armpit, but kind of like. You know, at the time, it was, I remember being, I was such an idiot, it was like, the time was like seven ninety nine, and I was like, man, these prices are getting way too high, seven ninety nine. now, I mean, that jacket could be probably closer to $12 at the thrift in our area, I remember not buying it, just because I was like, no, I don't know, I mean, I don't think Tommy's really popping, you know, I, really, Tommy was not popping at the time when I saw the jacket, it really wasn't, um, another, I guess, regret not buying one time i saw a uh, i went to a flea market and this lady had all these 1989 batman shirts now they're all the same print she had like 10 of them she only like a quarter piece i didn't buy any of them see i would have got the so i was big yeah, but they're all brand new they were all the um, yeah, ssi yeah. tag but i don't know it's just like at the time i was like oh man batman tees aren't really going for much and now you see some of these Marvel tees. You see those all over print Marvel tees and people charging like two, three hundred dollars mm -hmm. for stuff like that. Yeah, like that Spider-Man one. Yeah, I'm seeing all over. Like, it's like all the X-Men, like the the Venoms, the Spider-Man and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that I see nowadays that I'm kind of gosh, you know, um, should have bought that at the time. But I wasn't. I just didn't know. Starter jackets was another big one. I remember talking to you about. I said, dude, starter jackets. I think about to get big. They're about to pop, and I remember there was a Charlotte Hornet starter jacket that I never. I just it sat on. It literally sat in the thrift store. I think you remember looking at it. Probably it was. Um, I, I remember it distinctly. It was. It sat in the thrift store for almost a month. I remember that. No one ever bought it. Someone finally bought it. What team was this? Charlotte Hornets. It was like the time I told you. I was like, hey dude, I think these star jackets are about to get big. Um, your brother just went to to play football at the college. And he was like, yeah, everybody's starting to wear Your brother told you everybody's starting to wear them down here. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, something I like passed up on. Didn't know about. So, thrifting then and now. Where do you think your thrifting career is now? Where do you think it's going to go? Um, now it's definitely more, I guess, 
than it was before. Like I said before, it's just kind of a casual or whatever. I like the old tees. I wore them. That's kind of what my drawers are full with, but it's like I just had my same ones I'd wear, you know, so it wasn't like hoarding, I guess, too much at least, and I've gotten to be more hoarding, so uh, that's where it's at now, is hoarding, and luckily I am selling some now, uh, and as far as where, where it's going, I don't know, because it's definitely, the market's getting crazy, it's uh, a lot more people doing it now, for sure, so I don't know if it's going to dry up or what because it's like i said there's a lot more people just snatching everything they can find and before there was nobody like you could just go there whenever and there'd be shirts that have been there forever nobody wanted them so it could just go where it kind of semi dries up and it gets really hard to even find like a so-so tea and it's like oh you know a 20 dollar tea back in the day is just really hard to find now but uh so i don't know that could affect where i go with it but uh, I still enjoy doing I still enjoy, you know, mining for gold, like I said. Sifting through the crap. Going through the racks of crap. To blood donor teas and all that. To have that one moment where you see that piece of gold and you're like, holy cow. This has been sitting there. And it's like, that feeling is good. And it's going to always be good. And I think it'll probably be a rare feeling, like I said, so... Do you chase the high of finding a thrift item, uh, or do you like? I mean, I, I know there are days I remember where it's like it, it seemed like it would never stop. Everywhere I went to four thrift stores, and every th store had something, you know, amazing, or like a, a yard sale or something. Like every yard sale I went to, it's like mm -hmm. I'm chasing this high. So do you ever feel like sometimes you you find this one item and it, it just like sets the motion for the rest of the day? Sometimes I feel like I find this one shirt, I'm like, after this, everything's going to be good, and it isn't, you know, or something like that. What are your thoughts on that? Do you check, Do you do it just for, like, for me, I sometimes just go for therapeutic. Like, just go to look through the racks and just kind of decompress after work mm -hmm. and then come home. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just do it. I just, the, the monotony, like, just the looking through it is what I like to do. That sounds weird. It's like, I just like to sift through and, like, oh, I and this nigga to leave the store. Panning for gold, man. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So, do you chase the high or do you just kind of, um, you just kind of do it for other reasons? I guess it's, you could say chase the high, but it's like, I guess it's just, it's hard to beat that feeling of finding that tea that's like, holy okay, cow. Let me just, okay. okay, hold on. We have a guest speaker jumping in here. Okay. Uh, this is mosquitoes. The other half of Mosquito Heads here. Yeah, this is the other half of Mosquito Heads. She'd like to talk about. This is a female speaker, so for our audience, this is a fresh start because the, the whole female demographic in vintage is, is getting larger. And here's someone Mosquito that... knows her stuff. She's yeah, this, not a rut. Yeah, so this is someone who knows her stuff, who's in the vintage game as a female, and would like to just talk about what she's got to say. Yeah, because I started off with vintage dresses... After I met, you know, the Skeeter guy over here. Old Skeeter. <laughs> he really got me into the vintage tees. Didn't know you could actually find them at thrift stores. Didn't know that kind of happen. But yes, it's obviously about the thrill of the find. It's okay. that high you get when you find that t-shirt. Like when I found that all over print Death Leopard shirt. My heart was beating fast. I thought I was going to pass out. Like I literally thought I was going to pass out. I've had passing out moments. When I went off, and I'm glad she had that passing out moment because I told her about my passing out moment. 
and she thought I was ridiculous. It was on that time where I found the coochie, the mash, the rap tea. It's like so when I was in that thrift store, I started, yeah, I started getting lightheaded, and it was, I was, I, I was feeling weak, and I didn't know what it was because I, I didn't feel that excited over the shirt, but it's like, I guess it was just all a little too much for me. Yeah, I've had days where it was almost like tunnel vision. That day I found that Santana tea, which I kicked myself for, for which selling. Which I think you didn't know what you had at the time. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I make some dumb decisions. I knew this what guy, I had. Hold on, let me clear this up. This guy had a Heaven Smiles dead stock. Was it an XL or an L? It was an XL. More. It, it was, was like XL, a large XL. Santana tea. And those who know, know the print I'm talking about. Yeah. It's wild. To me, it's a crazier print than Mosquito Heads. And it's very similar to Mosquito Heads in the fact that it was artists making it in California. He, this guy found that in the wild. No, I didn't let this go for under a steal. I got, he gave it away. I got no, I didn't. I got my money for it. I didn't get. I didn't. It wasn't a steal. Someone paid up for it. Trust me. Now those are going for four or five hundred dollars. So did you get it around that? No, I got about half. That. I got about but two. Back no, then, maybe. But back. But I don't know. No, I don't know. I think I've seen people ask. I it. think I saw one sixty something under profile when I used to go to Seoul. I swear. Okay, maybe it was okay. It was, it was like two hundred dollars. Look, the guy look, there was a guy that had four hundred fifty for it, but no one was giving him that. It'd been on there for a, he was asking that. I actually, set the I set the market price at. That's the other thing. There's no stock market. There's no set value of what your shirt's going to be. I could sell mine for one sixty a day. Joe Blow in California, who has a store, could sell it for three hundred. Is at the Rose Bowl? Sells it for four fifty five. Yeah, because people go there. Like I don't get that clientele, so I get kind of what I get. Now, do I keep myself from selling it? Yeah, because I didn't realize the rarity of the show. I guess at the time, I was really just looking for, like I'm saying, my vintage now is supplementary income to fund my wife being able to stay at home and take care of our two kids about to be three. So I I don't thrift necessarily all the time for for keeping. I thrift for just being able to have some extra income in the month. But yeah, I chased the high a lot. I did. Like there are days where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is going on, you know? And I, I often express that to you. I'll call thrift stores like crap or And know. I feel like that's when I find something. Like before I went in there and found that death leopard shirt, I was like, I'm out on thrift stores, I'm done, I'm never going to another one. I just have to walk in there say, and I hold found on that. Just a second. And I'm telling you. Hold just, on just a second. Don't give up on exactly. these thrifts. I'm gonna give <laughs> you a little bit of something to keep you going. Yeah. And I think that's what sets, I think that's what makes someone that's in thrifting because they enjoy it, uh, sets them apart from the avid, I mean, from the just nonchalant thrifter, the avid thrifter versus the nonchalant thrifter. People that actually enjoy it, they're going to go every day of the week or a couple times a week, not even, a couple times a week, you know, and just look around the racks, see what they can dig up. But for me, competitiveness is big. You know, now that I know that you guys are in the area and I'm in the area, it's like I'm always thinking, did they hit it first? You know, and I find out this guy's in this area. I'm like, God, I hope I get there before he gets there. I hope I'm not wasting my time. So for me, a lot of times I'm thinking, well, if I'm driving 30 minutes to a thrift store, I better hope I'm not wasting my time. You know, so that's something like now and then. Before I didn't really care. I'd drive an hour to a thrift store if I didn't find anything, whatever. Now I'm thinking, well, God, I hope I'm not wasting my time driving. An hour here. And I thought before there weren't as many thrifters out there. Now it's like it's just yeah. so many. Yeah, it's a big thing. I think Macklemore set the stage. The thrift stop song, which I hate. People used to always say that. Dude, I remember people always tell me, they find out I go thrift stores and stuff. Oh, but you, oh, we got a thrift shop, Macklemore. I'm like, shut your mouth, man. It's trash. <laughs> it was only 99 cents. Thanks, Macklemore. You ruined it. 
Um, I don't know. Do you guys prefer yard sales, estate sales, flea markets, or Ooh, thrift stores? I can't stores? give away secrets. Can't give away secrets like that in this podcast. No, I'm saying if you could choose, which one would you rather do? I'm not asking you like your location. I guess if you don't want to, yeah, you know, it's okay. If you don't want to say anything, don't say anything. Um, I'm talking about the current state of the game. Do you feel like you would rather go to which of those four? Maybe if you don't want to say it, you can say pass. Uh, I honestly don't know. It's like I'll have good days in all those areas. Yeah, I'm saying. I'll have plenty of bad days in all those areas. So it's hard to really say. I think I prefer yard sale just for the haggle. I can usually get a haggle better than I can. You also have that personality though, the haggle. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit more flamboyant with my like talking and being personal, I guess. But Mosquito Head, Skeeter here, he's pretty, I mean, he's dang good at it. So I've seen, I've seen you in the process. Like, you've taught me some things just from observation. I'm like, I never thought I'd do that. I'm not going to divulge your secrets because as a thrifter. As a trade secret. (laughs) Yeah, I'm protecting my market here. I mean, I've even been to the point where I did not, I did, I don't like to tell people where I live. But that's how competitive it's gotten. Don't, I don't want you to know where I live. And, uh. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. We See, access. a lot of people listening are probably hating on that. They're like, "This is a community. I know. We're in this yeah. together. Why you got to be so shady?" No, we're not. We're not a community. That's what they would say, and I know that. I mean, I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Trust me, I'm with you. But it's like people well, would hate on that. I'm a community in the aspect of you have a common thread that I have as far as what you like. But at the end of the day, if I want to get what I want to get on my budget. Why would I tell you where I go, where I live, what stores I shop frequently? That would be absurd for me to tell you that. Because there are other people out there who are vicious and would just take that as intel. Especially these outsider people. Pretty much my thoughts on it. People can say, oh, you're an old head. Like, Stop hating and being so bitter. It's like, well, you got to look at it from my point of view. I used to be able to just not give a rip, go to thrifts for fun when I wanted to, find stuff. And now it's like, oh, I can't find anything anymore because there's so many people into it now, which good. I mean, I can't stop that, and I don't want to. That's really cool that people are getting into it. But it's like you got to also realize where I'm coming from. So, okay, now it's like become like some kind of a competition. I never thought it was a competition. But I feel like a lot of people aren't thrifting anymore. I feel like, you know, they're doing the trades. Yeah, there's a lot of trades. There's a lot of buying up. There's a lot of, like, buying out people. Yeah. Even because people uh, don't want to put in the footwork, I guess we don't have one here. But I see a lot of people go to those um, Buffalo Exchange or a vintage consignment store and call that thrifting. Idiots! I think that's dumb. I don't. I don't consider that thrifting. But yeah, there's just more of a aspect of oh, I, I collect vintage. Or and I watched a YouTube video of this guy. He said, "Yeah, we're gonna go around to some thrift stores," and he legit went to a place that was charging like eighty dollars a T-shirt. No, you're not hunting vintage. You're, I see. I actually unfollow people on Instagram if they post a non-tag. If they post a tagless tag, I just unfollow them right there. No, I, I, I can't. If I see that they're in like a vintage store, I, just I can't follow. I, I'm just I'm not on that way. It's like you're not hunting vintage to me. You're, you're hunting the and vintage. And claim it's from a thread. Yeah. And then you can obviously see it's a vintage store. But there was a guy the other day had like a metallic tee with a. Um, it was obviously a reprint that you could probably go to Spencer's and buy right now. He was asking, you know, like $30 for that tea. I'm like, unfollow. Not going to happen. Yeah, and I and guess you, some of these people might be some rookies. So I, 
I'll let some of y'all slide, but if you know what you're doing and you're trying to like just pass it off as vintage to some people who don't, yeah, I might have to call you out on that. Mm -hmm. But uh, okay, we're at 32 minutes, so I'm gonna we're gonna get a couple final thoughts. All right, we'll wrap it up. So thrifting, we know what we got in got in it. So what? Why are you still in it? And I guess we maybe have answered that. Where we're going with it? Where you're going with it? I guess I'll start with me thrifting then. When I first got into the thrifting was just because I couldn't afford things, not even vintage, so just I couldn't afford items. Yeah, kind of like me coming from a poor family. Yeah, like, like, I mean, excuse me, my mom worked, my mom sold Avon, she worked at her other job, and then she was like a daycare, and then, I mean, she was doing almost three jobs to support two children <coughs> and pay bills and everything, and so going and buying 50 cent blue jeans with holes in them was at that time, like, you bought blue jeans with holes, and now it's like, you can go to the store and buy blue jeans with a thousand holes in them. It's just, everything is topsy-turvy flip-flop from then to now. So, like, things that, like, I remember not buying shirts with holes in them. Like, legit, like, a distressed shirt. And I'm like, no, nah, no one's going to buy that. And now it's, people want that. It's like, age to perfection, perfect color. So, what about you? Where where do you see your thrifting in five years if you're... I'm trying to figure out what's going to be the next big thing. Because what I've noticed from the trend is every couple years, there's a cycle. It's all people trying to get FUBU going. I'm like, come on, guys. Don't try to get FUBU going. So, you're kind of following the trend a little bit. Well, I'm trying not to... I don't want to... I would love to be able to know the future and stock up on those items. But are Walking Dead shirts going to be big one day? Or like Stranger Things. Yeah. Sure. Are those going to, yeah. Uncle Side, is the Uncle Side T going to be the next, like, <laughs> the big, because I see those all the freaking time in my market. So, um, you know, is the, so am I, are those going to be big or is it going to be something else, you know? So I'm just trying to figure out, but I think what I'm going to do is just still trying to do my research, still try to you know what the trends are. And I'm not going to try to stock up. I'm just going to try to keep doing what I normally do and find it. My my then to now is I now thrift a lot of times to get the money to buy the things that I can't find at the thrift. And I know that sounds crazy, but I am in the kind of trade-up culture. So, uh, yeah, I got a shirt on right now that I paid up for. But either way I see it is I only paid $6 for the shirt because I sold two shirts for $25 to purchase it. So, yeah. I kind of, I'm okay with that. And, and the aspect of overtime, I just kind of traded up for it. Um, like I just bought a Donkey Kong, N6, like a Super Nintendo Donkey Kong shirt for $40. Well, the way I see it is that only costed me five, $6 because I sold two shirts to pay for it. So that's where I am currently. I currently thrift to for enjoyment and I thrift for supplementary income. And I think that in the future, if I can continue to work up my ladder and my job, maybe I just go back to thrifting for fun and and recreation. Also, I buy baby clothes. I buy baby toys at, at yard sales, so or whatever it is like thrift stores. So that that's also something I thrift for now. I thrift for my my family. Um, I've been having a growing baby collection, especially of Tommy. Um, Nike stuff, so I look for now things I didn't look for in the past. Baby clothes, I look for vintage baby clothes now. So there you go. About you? Probably uh, super easy market because no one's got babies. Look out when I get kids. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Because that'll stop. Uh, I'm kidding. 
Um, I'll just keep on doing what I'm doing. I've been thrifting for forever. It's now gotten real competitive, I guess, so it's gotten a little different. But I'll just keep thrifting like I've been doing. I enjoy thrifting. I enjoy the bond. I enjoy knowing that I got it at a thrift store. And I'll keep doing that. I don't, I don't knock anybody getting stuff off Macari for 10, 15 bucks. I don't mind that at all. It's like that's that's easy money if you're flipping that. So I mean, I don't I don't knock that one bit. But I'll just keep thrifting, and then maybe one day it'll just be where you can't find crap. And uh, I guess by that time, maybe some 2010 generic these days will be kind of rare and cool. But I don't know. Always oh, gonna be kind of that single stitch or early 90s double stitch. And uh, I'll probably always hoard, semi-hoard it, trickle it out. But that's probably where it's going to go. And, yeah, once I have kids, it'll get way more into getting them stuff. And when they get old enough, wearing my old stuff. But I have one more question. Will vintage ever dry up? Do you think they'll dry up? The old dry up question. I've talked about this many times. I have theories on it. Well, let's we, we that'd be a good top. That'd be, be the next that's the, the next, next. That'd be our next, we'll podcast. next podcast. Will vintage trickle just dry up? Will it dry up? So that's a good one. I have my thoughts. Yeah, we'll I don't want to talk about them now. Yeah, we'll keep. We'll keep what about going. you, uh, Miss Skeeter? What are what are your thoughts on then and now? Where do you see? Okay, it? I started off actually thrifting for. I know it sounds nerdy. Books. <laughs> First edition. Yes, and then okay. I was helping my dad find video games. He's a video game dealer. He used to be really big. And then vintage dresses. It always changes something new. And now it's vintage t-shirts because of Skeeter. And what was the question again? Where are you kind of taking yeah. it? Yeah, you told us you're then. So you're, it's kind of weird. All of us have a common thread of like a family member that was thrifting and that's what makes us, I guess, not as... Yeah, my family was always into those things. Like, nothing burns me more than seeing the kid that parents make six figures who goes thrifting. Yeah. Nothing burns me more than that. And I see these little punks all the time out there. I, I can't mean, stand it when I see young people in the thrift store. I know that sounds bad. Like High school? Kids, like, yeah. See, guys, we're sending, like, old heads here. Maybe we are. Yeah. I am okay like, with... All those old heads. I'm okay with it. I know. I'm okay being an old head. I'm okay with being where I am and like knowing that. But these guys would say, why can't we be into that too? Like, they can. I'm not saying they can't. It just burns me. And they'll say, why? Because I don't, I just don't think that they're in it for the reason I'm in it. I'm in it because I enjoy it. I think they're in it because it's popular. Right. Which, I think they'll get out of it. Yeah, so. which brings me back to the vintage karma. And that's our next topic. Yeah, Will we'll it ever to, dry up? Well, and that'll be, you'll have to tune in for that one. It's been 39 minutes. We're closing that's, on 40, hey. so that's been a long, but that's okay. When we talk y'all vintage. Y'all stuck, stuck in there. Sometimes we might ramble, but thank you all for tuning in. All right. Catch us next time. We're going to be talking about, will vintage dry up?